Teachers of Reddit, what is the most depressing thing your kids have said? This is a long read, but I think with the situation, it's best to know a good bit of the story, as there were some things that were said. Last semester, I had a student that was autistic. I teach some IT-style classes at a community college, and he had decided that they might interest him, so he signed up for them. He was working with our DSS department, which I'm very familiar with, since I get a lot of students with DSS workers. After the first couple of weeks, the student decided he wasn't really interested in IT stuff and that it was just too much for him. He would do this thing where he closed his eyes and completely just stopped responding unless you directly addressed him. I talked to him about it and just told him to take the time he needs, or if he needs to get up and go to the hall and walk around for a bit, that was fine. As more time passed and the students were turning in more and more written assignments, I noticed that the student was an excellent writer. He easily wrote better than any of the other students in class, and I suggested he take some creative writing classes that may interest him. I also began to notice he loved movies and film things. He was constantly reading movie reviews or info, and would literally spend hours doing that. Taking this into account, I started suggesting he look to the videography production program the school has. Well, the classes really still didn't interest him, and he didn't really want to be there. So as it got time to drop classes and the second eight-week classes were opening, I started talking to him and his support worker about him dropping the classes so he can move into other classes that may spark his interest more. I really didn't want to have to fail the student due to all the undone work, and if a student drops the class, it doesn't hurt their GPA. The DDS worker called a meeting with me and another IT program teacher he had, and we started talking to him. The things he said were just sad. Please don't tell my dad I'm failing classes. He'll send me to a mental hospital. Please don't tell my mom. She'll send me to live with my dad and he'll have me locked away. Those were just a couple of the things he said. We assured him we wouldn't tell his parents anything about his education since he was 19 and in a college environment, and we calmed him down. Well, after he decided on some things that may interest him more and got him enrolled in some classes that seemed to be things he would want to do, we started talking to the DDS worker more. The DDS worker had apparently lived in his neighborhood years ago, and she had some more insight about this student from living near him and now working with him. During his childhood, he wasn't allowed to go outside. His mother made him walk from the bus stop to the house and the house to the bus stop. He wasn't allowed to go in the front yard or the backyard. He wasn't allowed to have a bike and ride around the neighborhood. He wasn't allowed to do anything. They lived in one of the really good neighborhoods in the city, so it wasn't a problem with that. He wasn't allowed to go to school events or people's houses or really anywhere. Due to all of this, he really didn't have any friends. His mother took him nowhere. I mean nowhere. Not to stores, not to go buy clothes, not out shopping, not to run errands. He was 19 years old, and the thing he wanted to do most in life was go to the movie theater. He had never been allowed to go to a movie theater and see a movie. We also doubted if his mom even let him watch movies or TV at home. I was the student, not the teacher. Back in high school in my junior year in American history, I was having a lot of trouble completing assignments and paying attention in class. That teacher noticed and I had to come clean. The water was turned off occasionally. DCF was investigating my house for child and domestic abuse, which my guidance counselor called in. But DCF determined that we weren't a priority since there were no broken bones yet and my siblings were too scared to back me up. On top of an abusive family, I had an abusive boyfriend. I also had several friends decide to dump me because I wasn't cool enough to drink or smoke with them. So I had to explain I was a little too busy fighting with DCF, surviving my parents, getting water to my younger siblings, coping with a boyfriend I wasn't ready to leave yet, being ostracized, and dealing with self-harm, bulimia, and attempted suicide. That teacher got really quiet, and the next day gave me some water to take home. She didn't bother me about my excessive note-taking in class anymore. I wasn't taking notes, I was journaling because that's all I could do to keep myself in one piece. 
I had a little extra time to do assignments. I got it all done and passed the class. The next year, I was still in the thick of it, but I saw her around the school and we would talk occasionally. I also want to mention my art teacher the following year who let me hide in the supply closet and sometimes work back there because sometimes I was too overwhelmed to be surrounded by 30 plus other noisy students. And when the garage door slammed down on my head and my parents didn't care, this art teacher got the sports medicine teacher to check out if I had a concussion. The school guidance counselor and psychologist tried their best just to help me get through the last year of high school too. Just one more year until we turn 18 and can leave. I didn't exactly get to leave home at 18, but I was no longer being physically abused because my father knew damn well that this time, since I was a legal adult, the police had to start taking me seriously. And then I got kicked out at 19. I'm so glad I was or I wouldn't have met the support system I have now. And I'm due to give birth in two weeks. My family's trying to guilt me into letting them see the newborn. Not even asking nicely, like, oh, I can't wait to see my beautiful granddaughter. It's just, I'm going to be very angry if I find out you're letting your mother-in-law be at the hospital and not me. You'll probably drown or starve that kid in a couple weeks anyway. Bitch, no, I raised your two youngest kids and they honestly prefer being with me. The little one literally asked my husband to adopt him and be his new parent. He cries so much when it's time to take him home and he's only six. The poor kid doesn't even know why they won't let him have any fruit. Think fruit. He always asks me for fruit now. So I make sure to have plenty of fresh fruit for him. Cherries, pears, raspberries, dragon fruit, mangoes, peaches, melons, blueberries, plums. He always makes a funny face when he's tasting new fruits. It's like the face a kid makes when he's tasting something super strange and confusing. And you think he won't want any more of it. But then he just keeps eating it with such an intense look. Like he's trying to solve a complicated math problem. It's so freaking weird. So freaking adorable. I'm crying now because I miss him so damn much. Not me, but my psychology teacher. He talks a lot about different school stories to relate to our ideas. This one was about behaviorism versus cognitive psychology. We go to a fantastic public school. It's in a dubious part of town, but it's different from other public schools since you have to test in. He taught at another public school when he was teaching, I want to say 30 years ago. Also in a bad part of town, a different part of town. Infamous school for being a bit of trouble. He mentions backpacks. He says, you all would probably say, well, look here, Mr. S., I need to carry my things around all day and I need a bag to do it. So you'd probably say you were being cognitive about this. Well, at infamous school, I had a psych class. The first year of teaching, first day, not a single student brought a book bag on the second day. Same thing. This went on for about a week before I pulled one of the kids outside and I said, kid, what the heck is going on here? I can't teach you guys unless you take notes, but you don't have any bags, books, or binders. The kid looks up at him and explains. After they get off the bus, it's still a fourth to half mile to walk to their house. They have a bag, they'll get mugged because people will think there's something valuable in it, and they'll lose their books. Each is like over $50 to replace. So none of the kids risk taking bags anymore because it's not worth getting beat up. So the logic for them is the environment there and prevents them from bringing backpacks to school and therefore is behaviorism. Except for the kid's story, that's a near direct quote. Later, Mr. S told us he bought a shelf and binders for the kids in his class. Imagine being a fresh out of college teacher and being told that by your first batch of students. This teacher especially, he's so caring that I can just see his face twist when he told the story. So if I had to guess his story for this post, it'd be that. Man, I will not forget the difference between behaviorism and cognitive science. Not a teacher, but I volunteered to help at my son's elementary school Olympic Games, an event where all the different grades compete against different classes of the same grade. This one poor boy was the most uncoordinated little bugger I've ever seen. But man, did he try his little heart out. I mean, we're talking about a kid who tripped over his own feet three times during the race, but picked himself up each time and kept going. 
All of the other kids in his class kept cheering him on, even though he was about 30 seconds behind the closest person in a race meant to take about two minutes. Some of the other volunteers and I decided to give this kid one of the medals. Like, I know adults who would have slunk away after the second time, but he kept going. The kid, who had been so bust congratulating the winners, took a minute to realize we called his name. He took his medal and ran over to his folks, beaming, showing off his medal. I don't know what was said because I was too far away to hear, but I saw the anger on his dad's face and a few minutes later, the kid came back walking over, head hanging, and announced loudly sounding like he was about to cry that he didn't deserve a medal because he had done so bad and came in last. The volunteers and his classmate all started telling him he did deserve it, that he had done well. In a rush or panic, the boy shoved the medal back at a volunteer, babbling about how he didn't deserve it. He'd been clumsy and done awful. Finally, the volunteer, not knowing what else to do, awkwardly took the medal back. I looked over at the kid's parents. The mom looks about in tears, but his freaking dad is just nodding in satisfaction with a smirk on his face. One of my kids in my nurture group class, age 11, asked, Why do all the other kids get to have different teachers for their subjects and we have to have the same one? Is it because we're not well-behaved enough to be allowed to do grown-up subjects? He attended an intensive 10-hour week literacy skills class because they literally couldn't read. But he didn't understand that everyone else wasn't like that as well. He thought his level of literacy was just normal. Also from that class, a kid asked me if he could please not swap his fun Christmas quiz to be marked by someone else because no one could ever read his handwriting and it made him sad to feel stupid when someone else saw he got everything wrong. Another once apologized for only bringing half a packet of biscuits for our celebration for breakfast because mom doesn't let me have enough money to get food. I had already bought enough food for everyone, but they also desperately wanted to contribute as well because they felt bad for me having to get everything for them. They were 11, man. Kids shouldn't have to feel bad about that. I really miss those kids. They were a really special group and I love seeing them every morning. When I left, they all signed a photo of us together as a class for my leaving present and they all clubbed together to give me my favorite chocolates. I cried a lot when I left them. Not a teacher, but the son of a teacher. So my stepmom recently started teaching pre-K at a school nearby. It's near a military base, so it's primarily military families, but also kind of a city school, so there are a lot of kids from less than savory homes. Anyways, I was asking my mom about how her second year as a teacher was going, and she sighed and looked at me completely drained. She unloaded. The school year just started and my mom was kneeling in tears about these things. These two blonde twins in her class are from a less than savory home, and they're awful. They're constantly swearing, will outright attack my mom, aren't potty trained, and they're never clean. Turns out these two little girls are the kids of a drug dealer in the city. They've called my mother a whore to her face numerous times. A boy from a foster home when they were introducing themselves said he lived with Macy and David. My mom asked why he would call his parents by their names. Macy and David are not my parents. This was how my mom learned that he was in foster care. A kid from my mom's first year as a teacher comes to my mom's room every single morning. He doesn't have a good home life. He lives with his dad who is a military and his parents are divorced. Can you be my mommy? He has asked her every day since. My grandmother taught special ed in our hometown, a very poor rural area, for 45 years. Back when she started teaching, she said despite having an advanced degree specifically in special education, most kids were actually disciplined cases. No problems outside the fact that their home lives were so bad and their behavior in turn that they couldn't be around other kids. I think the saddest stories was about Jimmy. Jimmy was very small for a 10-year-old and was always tired, but he was very sweet. One day he asked to lay his head down, and my grandmother saw something smooth and round pop up on his shoulder. Very obviously a tumor, by her description about the size of a golf ball. She told Jimmy he needed to tell his parents to take him to the doctor. They did, about three months later. The last time my grandmother saw Jimmy, she was walking into the post office, and he excitedly yelled for her, Miss! She walked over to the car he was in to find him bald and even smaller. 
They chatted for a bit when he let her know. Guess what, miss? I get to go to Disney World. She says she had to walk away because she burst out sobbing. Not a teacher, but overheard from another student. I used to have a history teacher that I grew fairly close with. Not in a creepy way, just as a fatherly figure in a way. My friend was even closer to him. And he even knew about her less than ideal life at home. The extent of his and my knowledge was that her parents often fought and threatened to kick her out. But that was all. One day, we hung around after class to chat with him, and the conversation turned to my friend telling us about her father physically abusing her. She showed us her bruises, and we found out that it had been going on for almost an entire year, and she hadn't told anyone. It got so bad that she ended up in the hospital just a few nights prior. When our teacher asked why she had kept quiet about it for so long when she could have been killed, she shrugged and said, I didn't think it would matter to anyone. She truly believed that if she had died at the hands of her father, no one would have cared. I knew she struggled with her self-worth and being loved, but I never realized it was so bad that she thought we would be indifferent if she died. That shit broke my heart. Not a teacher, but once broke down in tears and ended up spilling my guts about how my parents were always yelling and fighting, and that that I hate the police visits. They always make my daddy leave. In the end, I'm glad sometimes they took him away. Just mad that they let someone who repeatedly, mentally, and physically abused his children and wife come within a mile of my siblings. I was only nine, making my brother five years old. We usually keep my brother from the arguments, so he thinks my mom starts them for no reason, even though it's because he's being abusive or talking down on my siblings. Another thing was he tried to send my sister to jail for coming at him with a knife, which didn't happen. He was worried she would speak out on the abuse, which he did. Probably would have won if my mom didn't speak up on it. And he still got to come home every day. Second instance this time with several witnesses, including me, a month probation? A nine-year-old can't handle having police constantly at her door. I broke down and my teacher was fairly surprised because I was usually pretty energetic. I was the student in these cases, but I still felt like sharing. The first class of the school year, our philosophy teacher told us to write a little bit about the happiest moment in our holiday. He came to me after the class to tell me how brave it was that I did all that. I wrote about binding for the first time, which was good. I told him about hiding it from my transphobic family and everything. In English class, the teacher told us to write something about a hobby. My only hobby is writing, so naturally I loved it. I wrote about how my writing is an escape from this cruel world, from self-harm, eating disorders, depression, etc., and my mind. My teacher never got to read it, but I kept it to myself, which I think was the best. Had another student that was black tell me he hated going home, that's why he was in every club at school. I asked him why, and he said, my mom recently married a white guy, and he constantly yells at me for not being black enough. He caught me listening to Linkin Park and threw me against the wall and forced me to listen to some rapper he liked. Says he did this all the time and took his phone and gave him a stereo with some CDs. Dad also forced him to wear stereotypical black clothes, which he wasn't allowed to wear at school because our school requires uniforms. Made him throw away his Vans and bottom Jordans. I let him change in my office every day before and after school, and even had a code that the front office would send me when Dad came to pick him up every day. This kid would bolt to the office to change real quick. Dad never noticed that every single other kid came out with uniforms on, and his son was the only one who didn't. Will you forget me when the year is over? I teach in a program for students 16 to 24 years old who have dropped out. The students are the best part of my job, but getting to know their life stories are heartbreaking. Seriously, coming from public education, I just didn't know how many kids are living in abuse, homeless, hungry, depressed, beaten, neglected, and losing friends and family to drugs and violence. The list goes on. But these kids learn to blend in or get kicked out so they are left alone. Hopefully they come to us and can get a fresh start. But this comment, it wasn't by far the worst thing a kid has told me, but it broke my heart to see how much this student just wanted a simple connection. Just wanted a relationship to mean something and to last. Just wanted someone to remember them. 
This student spoke at a graduation a few months later and talked about the family and the love she found in our program. We all cried. I'll never forget them. Husband of a teacher here. It seems like every week she brings home another weight on her shoulders in the form of these things that are said to her. Luckily, she's heard her calling to have a more direct impact on her students' lives by working to become a school counselor. I'm proud to report she has one more semester of classes after this fall until she can be a school counselor. She wants to be a source of confidence and love for these kids. Not to say that a teacher can't do that, but she wants to be in an open, one-on-one environment with them. Teachers of Reddit, we love you. Some of us know what you're going through every day, and we are so grateful that you are a part of our children's lives. We are so incredibly lucky to have you. Remember that for some kids, you're as close to a parental figure that they will ever have. Teachers of Reddit, keep fighting the good fight. We're rooting for you, for the kids. Not a teacher, but we once had to organize activities with fifth grade girls who went to a school in a kind of harsh part of the city. We came up with this mosaic class where the girls would write something they felt bad about on the back of a ceramic tile so that they can smash it later with a hammer and use the pieces in their mosaics to turn that bad thought into something that made them happy. It was supposed to be a cathartic experience, and we knew we'd probably encounter some sad stuff, but we never expected the funny outgoing friend of every girl writing down that one time my cousin touched me. That shit hurt. She was our favorite, and she loved being around us because we talk about anime and internet memes. I like to think she got a good experience out of it, though. I teach in a private school around 3K Brazilian reel a month. This girl in my class always had clothes that were way too small for her, dirty shirts, and one day she was crying because her shoes were too small and hurting her. One day I'm talking to her, and she tells me she can't hear, and asks me to talk to her from the other side. She explains to me that she could only hear from one side because her brother hit her on the head when she was a baby. The next day, I meet her mother and brother. The boy is perfectly dressed. New clothes, new shoes, and very clean hair. Basically, her mom wants her to use her brother's old clothes. But she's bigger than him. That's why nothing ever fits her properly. She always says her mother only loves her brother. And we all believe that. Not a teacher, but had many leader roles with groups of kids. I always went out of my way to make sure everything we did was fun. I'm a giant kid myself. Imagine hockey coaches standing near the bench yelling at the little kids what to do. I'm the one in a different Disney jersey every time, skating, diving, falling, and laughing it up with the kids on the ice. One day, I heard a kid tell my son of the same age, Man, I wish my dad was like your dad. You would think I would be happy about it, but no, it hit me hard. His dad was certainly not like me, and this kid had a difficult home life. For him to actually say he wishes dad was like me hurt. It was a double-edged sword. It's a moment I'll never forget. Thanks for watching the video. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe for more content like this.